This is an RNZ podcast. Another New Zealander in the running to fly our flag at the highest level. The Trump administration's nominated Deputy Chief of Staff for Policy Coordination, Chris Liddell, to be Secretary General of the OECD. Sadly, we've turned it all political, though the Greens say the government shouldn't support the nomination because he works for Trump. There was News Talk ZB's Mike Hosking on his show on Wednesday with a story that picked up a head of steam that day in the media and on his network in particular. Now, Mike Hosking was right there that Chris Liddell, the Kiwi-born dual citizen and right-hand policyman for President Trump, is in the running to lead the Organisation of Economic Cooperation and Development, the OECD for short, though that in itself wasn't really news. The White House confirmed that in mid-September, and global media outlets had been reporting that possibility as long ago as July. And back then, it barely made the news here at all. So why now? Well, partly because, as Mike Hosking said there, party political differences over the idea broke out here this week. And that was in no small part because Mike Hosking and others were asking politicians if the government would or should endorse Mr Liddell for the job at some point. The Greens' Golris Garaman said the government shouldn't and ACT's deputy Brooke Van Velden said it should. And she said the Greens shouldn't be anywhere near power and all this was done on tit-for-tat tweets on Twitter and Facebook posts. And on News Talk ZB, Mike Hosking made sure his own opinion was quite clear too when he asked Nationals Foreign Affairs spokesperson Simon Bridges for his view. G'day Mike. What do you make of the Greens' view? Yeah, look, it's childish. I mean, they're effectively saying because he's associated with Trump, he's beyond the pale. I mean, how ridiculous. I mean, you don't have to agree with everything about the Trump administration to support Chris Liddell. This is a guy who's a Kiwi, so as you've just said, he'd be flying our flag. And it's in our interest. We'd get great access from a guy who's clearly got the goods. He's been CFO, Microsoft, uh, General, uh, uh, Vice President, General Motors, not to mention, of course, back here in New Zealand in the past, being CEO of Carter Holt Harvey and a bunch of other... Uh, businesses. Mike Hosking was on the same page about the boy from Matamata, as Simon Bridges called him, being the right man for the OECD job. But Chris Liddell is not in Matamata now. He's in the White House in Washington, D.C. And of course, it's not up to the opposition to give the country's blessing for such an appointment. So later on the same show, Mike Hosking pressed a government minister on that, Stuart Nash. But, do, you, do you like uh, Liddell? Do you know of Liddell? Oh, I know. I was working at Cardholt Harvey when Chris Liddell was CEO. Oh, there you go. Do you like him? He's, he seems a good bloke. Oh, look, he seems like a very nice bloke. But, you know, this is a lot bigger than appointing nice blokes, as you're well aware. Even if they're nice blokes from Matamata. But Stuart Nash's National Party counterpart, Mark Mitchell, had no reservations on News Talk ZB. He's a poor performer, he's a Kiwi, and we should be backing Kiwis to get into any of these top uh, international roles, uh, especially a guy that's shown that he can continue to operate and be... Um, and get things done in, in what we'd all probably agree is a very difficult um, uh, regime in, in, in the States. But that question of just what things Mr Liddell got done in four years helping the Trump regime is an interesting one. And not just in New Zealand will people be weighing that up for that OECD job when the time comes. Unlike many other Trump staffers, Chris Liddell's been in his role for Trump's entire term from the get-go. And the first thing Trump did when he got going in the Oval Office cut right across New Zealand's economic interests, pulling the pin on the Trans-Pacific Partnership that former National Party leaders John Key and Bill English backed so firmly when they were Prime Ministers. On Thursday, the New Zealand Herald's editor-at-large for business, Liam Dan, was also on News Talk ZB, telling Heather Duplessy Allen that the Trump regime was undermining another international body that was once headed by a former New Zealand Prime Minister, Mike Moore, the World Trade Organisation. 
Okay, so the Trump uh, Trump administration has done what with the WTO? Um, they have vetoed the popular Nigerian candidate to be the new leader of the WTO, the the, uh, the new director general. Uh, the, the leader has to be elected by consensus. Um, and they've done that overnight, and that really just throws a spanner in the works. Turmoil is the word that Bloomberg used. Um, I talked to Stephen Jacoby, our, uh, one of New Zealand's top trade experts. He, he really uh, was a bit dismayed, uh, called it, you know, he said if there's one way to to wreck an international trading system is to make sure there's no leadership. And Liam Dan went on to point out one funny thing about that candidate the US unilaterally blocked. She's actually ironically a US citizen. Oh. Um, so they've vetoed their own uh, own citizen, which might be a, a something to remember when it comes time to decide whether to endorse Chris Liddell. Well, I was going to say, sure. And that was far from the only thing President Trump and his team had done to undermine international economic cooperation and development these past four years. That alone, you'd think, would make Chris Liddell's bid to lead a global organisation devoted to that a pretty hard sell here and overseas. And then there was the likelihood that Trump's man will be high and dry in less than a week anyway if Trump loses the election, something Simon Bridges pointed out to Mike Hosking on Wednesday like this. If there's a change at the election, um, he wouldn't be the, the denomination from the United States. And, but you know, listening to your analysis this morning, who, who can tell on those things? That sort of is what it is. And while it's not really clear what that is, it does mean New Zealand political parties' views on this are really pretty irrelevant at this point. But later that day, the party political baiting continued on News Talk ZB as Heather Duplessy Allen convened her daily huddle, one pundit on the right and one on the left. Two men who are going to be extremely accurate to try to make up sure. for all of my shortcomings, Shane Tapoe and David Farah. Why wouldn't we, David, support a Kiwi into the job? Well, I think we should, and it's interesting if you take the argument that the Greens have said is that we shouldn't support Liddell because we don't like the person he works for. Now, there was another politician who was very controversial, Tony Blair. Mm-hmm. War criminal, they called him. Terrible. So we should never support someone who worked for Tony Blair. Guess who Jacinda Ardern worked for? Tony, Tony Blair. Blair. But of course, Tony Blair wasn't seeking the endorsement of the New Zealand government for anything. And in her own opinion piece on her own show that day, Heather Duplessy-Allen also condemned the Green Party stance as hypocritical with reference to an actual accused war criminal. It is somewhat rich that the most strident critic of Chris Liddell is Golriz Garaman, a Green MP who famously defended an alleged Rwandan war criminal. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing that she did that. But if anybody should understand that you should not always be judged over the perception of your job, it is Golris Garaman. But here, of course, the key thing is leading the OECD. While party political differences here were the focus of so much of the media comment and reporting on this, they have no impact at all on the process. But on and on it went. Heather Duplessy-Allen's left-leaning huddle buddy last weekend was pundit Shane Tapo, who condemned the leader of the opposition for backing Chris Liddell, even though Judith Collins hadn't actually taken a position at that point. But she did soon after on Twitter, saying this government should endorse Chris Liddell for the OECD because the key-led national government had supported Helen Clark for top jobs at the UN. And that was Heather Duplessy-Allen's opinion too when she told her listeners this. I actually think that we ought to support a, support a Kiwi into it simply for the benefits that it would bring to New Zealand. But what might the benefits of having Mr Matamata heading the OECD be for us here in New Zealand? Well, just like National Simon Bridges, Heather Duplessy-Allen didn't say. And in fact, in the same show that same day, she'd already told her listeners there may not actually be any at all. 
Uh, it may also be that he isn't the best candidate for New Zealand to back. He might actually not want to push the things that matter to New Zealand. So there's every chance that we might be better off backing another candidate who does want to push the things that are important to New Zealand. Perhaps that's the Australian candidate. I don't know. Now, not only is it unlikely that Chris Liddell would go into bat for New Zealand if he got the top job at the OECD, that would actually be deeply inappropriate. That job is all about representing the mutual economic interests of 37 developed nations, not cutting deals for the one where you happen to have been born. And even to try and favour your home country would actually undermine the job and even corrupt it. As newsroom's Sam Sashdeva, just appointed as the outlet's foreign affairs editor, wrote on Tuesday, it's striving to ensure that multinational companies pay their fair share of tax all around the world, including tax-minimising tech titans like Amazon, Google and Facebook. But the US withdrew from talks in June and threatened retaliatory tariffs against countries which unilaterally impose digital services taxes on the likes of Facebook and Google. So who then should end up leading the OECD? Well, on the same show on Wednesday, Heather Duplessy-Allen wound up saying this about that. As I said, New Zealand may not actually ever have to choose to support Chris Liddell in his position, or we might choose not to support him. But if we do do that, then our decision should be driven by the quality of each candidate, not by how we feel about their current boss. But echoing the earlier tub-thumping over Helen Clark's bid for the UN Secretary-General's job in 2018, you'll struggle to find even the names of the other candidates in our media this past week, let alone their merits and track records, and how their views at the OECD might align with New Zealand's interests or not. Exceptions to that this past week included the NBR, Newsroom, the spin-off's Daily Bulletin and the Herald's Liam Dan. But much of what they had to say about it was overshadowed by the stories about Chris Liddell's candidacy and political parties scoring political points and talk radio exploiting talking points about an issue that, at this time next week, could end up being a completely moot point anyway.